Greetings, glorious humans, gentle ladies, lab men, ladies and gentlemen, dreamers and dreams alike, and welcome to the Devolver Digital Forecast here at forecast.devolverdigital.com. Hi, I'm your co-host, J.M. And hello, I'm your co-host, Robbie. J.M., I think it's about to rain here. Oh, no. In, in, yep. in, in London? In old London town. Holy yeah. crap. Climate change it's, is real. It really is, right? Because it's been hot as fuck for the last two days. Yeah. Like, too hot to sleep. Yeah. And then I'm looking out my window now. You know when you can, like, feel it in the air? You're talking about the mugginess? Yeah, you can just feel the change. When it goes from hot mm. to rain? Well, yeah. But before it rains... Yeah. There's oh, that yeah. transition period. Yeah. That's weird. where I'm at right now. I feel like I'm in the, you know, the middle of a... Soup? Yes. <laughs> yeah. How are you? I mean, I'm all right, Robbie. I'm halfway through a move. They turned on my gas today. Wow. Yeah, so now I'm cooking Did... with gas. Nice. Nothing exploded? No. Uh, I So uh, the house came with a, a, a heater, like a gas heater in the living room, and the guy uh, took it apart for me because i don't want it um and uh he was he was looking at like the way that they had um there's a pipe that comes out of the wall and then there were like five or six connectors before it got to the got to the 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 heater so they had done like five or six different pipe adapters and then like wrapped a bunch of it in teflon to keep it from leaking so mm-hmm. uh, i'm really glad that guy took the time to uh, undo that for me cuz i was like wow this is this is terrifying <laughs> uh, but yeah. well, how's the new how's the new place other than uh, uh terrifying gas uh, it's great it's, it's really nice it's absolutely chaotic right now you know i'm, uh, I'm, yeah, I'm moving course. Uh, you know, I've got all my stuff everywhere. I thought I would, I, I, I had hoped to have my PC set up and ready to go by now, but I got to pack the kitchen. I still got to, like, there's so many things that I need to be, (sighs) why, you know, nobody ever says this, Robbie. I've never, you know, nobody warned me, but moving sucks. I've heard it's quite stressful. Yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah, I've heard it's pretty stressful. I've heard it's one of the most stressful things you can do in your whole life. That is, is true. Like buy a house and move into it. But it's neat. It's, well, yeah, it's neat. You've and got I've a got house a, now. That's pretty good. I've got a yard, so now when we're doing the forecast, I'm looking out into my yard, and Ooh, I can lovely. see the greenhouse. Like the house came with a greenhouse. It's wow. pretty great. It's pretty great. Um, that is pretty good. Yeah. And I went to D&D last night. I biked to a little, like, hobby shop, and I played D&D with strangers. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. That was really great. That was really exciting. That does sound exciting. Yeah. Yeah. Well, things aren't quite as exciting over here for me, but I have cut my hair. I wasn't sure if that was real. I saw you on the call, and you had cut your hair, and you had shaved your beard and mustache, And, um, yeah, yeah, you cut it, you cut a lot of it off. I did, yes. And it just grows back? Well, yeah. um, God, I love that. uh, It was a bit of a spur-of-the-moment thing, and uh, I didn't tell my uh, girlfriend that I had uh, decided to have a makeover, (laughs) a DIY makeover. That would have been a shock, because you look very different. You've got, like, a yeah. rockabilly vibe going on now. You yeah. went from, like, well, she, Britpop she said, to rockabilly. She said, I look like the tambourine player from the Brian Jones Town Massacre. 
um, which is surprisingly apt, I think. Uh, so, so there we go. Right. But hey, JM. Hey, Robbie. Hey, JM. Hey, Robbie. Speaking of musicians, yeah, the tambourine player from the Brian Jones Harmon massacre being one such musician. Uh huh. Uh huh. You know, Do Robbie. You... Speaking of massacres, go on. Oh, which one of us is getting the segue here? No, it's you. It's you. It's me. It's me. Yeah, because this week, JM on the forecast. This week on we the have, forecast, Robbie. We have, we have, we have a musician. We have someone from us. one of the greatest massacres of all time, which is Hotline Miami. Ooh. And who is? Who is? Who who is? No, Robbie, you say it. Who is? <laughs> we, we scattle. It's scattle. Oh, it's scattle. Oh, it's scattle. It's scattle. Hey, hey, what's up? Oh, shit. Am I too loud? <laughs> no, you're great. Hi. You're great. Okay. Hello. You're just the right level of freaking noise. I was waiting. My guts were turning into like silly putty. I was like, like Candyman. You, you got to say the name, and then I'll pop <laughs> yeah. out. Like, oh shit. man. Yeah. Yep. Fair enough. Fair enough. Well, you that did was well. Like, you did fuck well. Fuck the bees. <laughs> Not the bees. That was our first double segue. Yeah, we we smashed it. And that belongs on the triumph shit. If you're still doing that, well, thanks very That's much. That's double smash. <laughs> uh, hi, Scattle. How's it going? Hi, JM. It's going great. I'm freaking just chilling in my place, blazing, and just. <laughs> talking to to old friends man shit i haven't on on the real man i haven't i haven't talked to you in a minute man it's cool to hit you up again remember when you were like you ready for some real shit <laughs> wait what i i mean what? remember no i don't remember asking about ready. <laughs> that, i mean I that was at the launch out. party i remember you're like what do you want me to say when you come out and do the thing when i had the dreads oh, <laughs> and that's right now it's like yo ask him yo you ready for some real shit <laughs> And I think he asked him twice, and shit was real. I did because you weren't ready. I, yeah, I actually I had to fuck around on tractor and <laughs> I had to set it up. Yeah, that's been so. Yeah, I was your tour guide. So uh, for those of you listening, oh, yeah. Scattle is one of the many talented artists on the Hotline Miami One and Two soundtracks. I'm sure <laughs> you're already familiar with his work. Um, and yeah, he came to Austin for the Hotline Miami Two launch party. And I was your, I was your kind of your tour guide for a little bit there. I remember riding yeah, around bro. in the car to go. Dude, I stayed at your place. Is that right? I, I thought I was that. I wasn't sure. I couldn't I remember. I couldn't remember if you actually stayed with me or not. Dude, your place was the first place I saw uh, Black Mirror for like for three oh, days straight. Oh shit! You're like you're still oh, watching wow. that? I'm like, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Got the same laptop. Laptop. I'm looking at it. Uh, <laughs> it's the same yeah. laptop. Now it's slapped up with stickers all over the place. <laughs> That's how you keep but, them together. That's how you keep them working. Oh, yeah, dude. I played time lapse at your house. Remember that? I was like, you mind if I play some bullshit? <laughs> well, I get this shit out of my suitcase. Aww. And then you told me, dude, you told me. I remember so much shit, bro. You remember you told I think that was like the Free Lives guys just left or something, right? Okay, You're yeah. You're like, man, those guys just did, you know, and freaking try to, try to be cool or whatever. And I was like, all right, I'll be cool. <laughs> And then I asked you how to make eggs, and uh, <laughs> you're like, "Don't overcook them." And <laughs> oh, I'm glad I had. Wow, wow! I'm full of good advice. 
Austin was so much fun. I've never had that much just pure fun positiveness from like every angle since then, for sure. For sure. That was such a great trip. Yeah, man. That was cool times, man. Even with my freaking manager, Nate, and shit. Remember the old manager, Nate? Shout out to Nate if he's... <laughs> he's he wasn't my manager after that yeah, trip, but... <laughs> he's a cool dude. And, you know, cool mm. enough to do other things. <laughs> it's, it's, it's uncanny, actually. So I was just randomly scrolling through old uh, broadcasts that we had done. I think I was looking for something. But what I wasn't mm. looking... and uh, But I found... The, the footage of the Hotline Miami 2 launch party. And oh my God, I never saw it. <laughs> it's, uh, it's, it's, it's okay. It's, it's, not a, it's not a great stream. Like, the camera's far back. I mean, it's fine. It's, it's, I mean, it's pretty cool. You, you might want to watch it because you, like, perform and you're doing your thing. It's pretty great. If you got it, I would love that just to, I mean, I don't know. I really didn't have any sort of idea about stage performance, performance art, anything about doing it the right way yeah. so it'd just be cool to see yeah for sure well i had what i do default it, it, it was mislabeled we hadn't like i because i've always been bad at my job so it wasn't <laughs> correctly labeled on the the twitch broadcast so it had been saved excuse me sorry it had been saved as like gameplay from like not a hero or something like that so okay. i i updated the vod and uh you know saved it correctly um yeah, I'll I'll uh, I'll make sure to get you a link after this, and you can you can see it. And uh, thanks a lot. Yeah, bro. absolutely. Um, but yeah, I I was I randomly found it, and I was like, oh, this is pretty cool. And I remember I posted it in our Discord, and then it was like two days later that Nigel sends us over this email from you. And what? Like, yeah, man, that's how recent it was. That's how. That's weird. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. It was super <laughs> weird. It's true. That's so weird, dude. So I was like, "Well, we gotta have scattle on, apparently, because this is this is fate." Yeah, it's some sort of God touchdown, yeah, God hand decision. Something. It's how we choose all of our guests. <laughs> hey, you know what? That's a that's a pretty good tastemaker <laughs> approach. <you know? laughs> we let the fates like, decide. You know, you let the cards fall. It's like that thing in Pirates of the Caribbean where the chick like throws all the shells onto that table. And then it like oh, zooms into yeah. all those islands, and you're like, "Yeah, that's what it is." Like, right? <laughs> I why wouldn't it be like that? <laughs> I like all of the Pirates of the Caribbean films. All of them, the same. The third, the three, the, the third one, three. right? The I third like one the makes me feel like it's Shrek. Because there's a fourth, isn't no, there? No, <laughs> I like the third one. I don't like the fourth one. Okay, I think there's a fifth no. one as well. Second was peak. <laughs> Second was good. That was the second one with was Davy peak, Jones, and Davy right? Jones scared the yeah, living hell yeah. out of me. Davy Jones is sick. When they put him in the Disneyland thing, <laughs> I was there. Like when they just put uh, Depp in, and they put the little smoke that makes Davy Jones appear. Like, oh, don't uh, oh, yeah. talk shit and something. And like <laughs> that shit scared the hell out of me. But I did wait sixty five minutes in line, so it must it, it had to <laughs> <laughs> something that scared the hell out of me. <laughs> Oh, <laughs> Jeffrey Rush right. is great. Jeffrey yeah. Rush is amazing. Everyone's good too? in those movies. I'm telling you, everyone's yeah, that's good the in those actor. movies. Yeah. What happened to Orlando Bloom, dude? He just disappeared after, I guess, like the Katy Perry thing, right? Just kind of. I mean, cool. I so I <laughs> recently watched. There's a documentary about Billie Eilish and um, yeah. the singer, and uh, Katy Perry and Orlando Bloom show up in that 
like backstage at some gig or like Coachella or something. And Orlando Bloom is like clearly fucked. Like in his element. Out out of his mind. In his element, out of his mind. (laughs) Oh, so what Um, he's like he's like drugging? So yeah, so I think he just like hangs out with Katy Perry and just is just like high <laughs> like Dude, that's all the of the life. time honestly when yeah you i mean really that's pretty good it, isn't it right you can't complain that's what you should do <laughs> just link up <laughs> yeah. like some sick of no i'm just kidding no i'm not accusing him of doing any sycophantic shit but from my perspective if i just get with some pop star if i could be able to go around to raves all the time be famous totally people be tripping just balls. marry a pop star and 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 just walk around high all the time that would be fantastic oh yeah you know what I mean? Like, the only thing that's weird is just, you know, random ass people taking pictures of you. Well, yeah, there's living. that. There's that. <clears throat> is that something you have to deal with, Scattle? Every time, man. I take out my trash <laughs> and they got that Will Ferrell picture where I'm just in my shorts and like some <laughs> inopportune t-shirt. <laughs> the paparazzi never leave you alone. Nah, it's a, dude, my, my life is the most lowest, keyest, nobody giving a shit of this life you've ever lived. Right, so uh, <laughs> welcome back. <laughs> I'm gonna Hi, even I'm gonna do a really out. smooth edit. I'm gonna do a really smooth edit. So this will come back. This will transition back in after a, after a sting, and everyone will go, "Wow, what a smooth edit!" And then and then here we are, and we are about to ask Scattle, "Hey man, so what's where are you from? Where did you uh, come from?" <laughs> I came from. <laughs> I came from. Sorry. I'm so good at this. I came from a magical land. No, I'm not going to do all that shit, man. <laughs> I come from California. I, uh, I, I really, really come from Lake Elsinore. I, then I moved over to Temecula, and that's where I'm chilling, and that's where I'm posted, just representing T Town, putting it down. Because uh, nobody does that. I haven't heard, like, anybody, <laughs> anything from Temecula. So I'm, I'm putting no, it down. No, I've never even heard that I word before. I have never even heard of that before. Yeah. Hey, so, well, there it is. Work's there done. There it is. Temecula, <laughs> now we're out. It's getting out there in the world, <laughs> y'all. If you're looking for the freshest sounds, check out Temecula, California. Yeah, we got wine. You can get drunk and listen to it. It's all good. <laughs> we got they wine. Wine, got wine in Temecula. <laughs> Yeah, you know, book your tickets now. Mask up and get out there. Hell hey, yeah. real shit. Denzel was down here. BB King was down here. Dave Whoa. Mustaine was in Old Town. So I don't even want to hear nothing about. Wow. So wait, where, is this a place they like go, where they to, go hide to chill out and not probably? Oh, okay. Everybody, probably. stay the fuck out of Temecula. Yeah, actually, you know what? It's it's pretty super super special. There's just something down here that's what I don't know. If you're listening to this, keep the fuck out of Temecula. They don't want you there. They're just yeah, trying to chill and live their normal human lives. Seattle, <laughs> Dave Mustaine, Denzel Washington. They're <laughs> hanging out, and they're just trying to do their own thing. So everybody fuck off. Right, dude. My brother met uh, one of the brothers from the Almond Brothers. I think it was, like, the Whoa. oldest one. Wow. All right. And All right. That was, uh, I guess, it like, must have been at either a winery or, or this casino, Pachanga. But, uh. Holy yeah, shit. it's kind of weird. So you are kind of surrounded by music Stars. in your life. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> surrounded by yeah. No, no. Honestly, uh, yeah. Like it was just the only choice that was that like actually made sense. It's like 
because like <laughs> if you want me to get into it because this question always starts me off on like all the things but um it was just the next discipline that had to be done because realistically i'm just a dude that digs all the arts and yeah. all the kind of art related things and all that kind of courage that goes along with expressing yourself to a point where people hate you it's <laughs> you know or, or you know what i'm saying that kind of oh that's him and that's that's that person you know what i mean like that kind of so i just thought like you know, I tried drawing, I tried making comics, I tried claymation, I tried stop motion with drawing, I tried flash, I tried all these different things, I tried video game yeah. development, and it's just kind of like, music, for some reason, sticks. That's <laughs> like, the one that stuck to you. That's the one that just, like the force, I can figure out when you're fucking it up. <laughs> like, not, <laughs> I, I don't know, like, you know what I mean? Without yeah. a lick of arrogance, I'm not trying to be like Big Don. I'm just saying, like, freaking, God, when I have that feeling that something's off in music, it's like that feeling that something's off with a person you know you're going to be dealing with for years. Yeah. It, I mean, so you've got an instinct tough. for it. I mean, you you were, gosh, you were you were very young when, like, you were in the Hotline Miami soundtrack. Oh, yeah. It's like sophomore like, year. I was freaking. Okay. <laughs> All right. Like, wow. 18? Well, I thought you were 18 at Hotline Miami, too. Oh, shit. See, now I'm, I blaze too much. <laughs> Cause you, you were 18, like when we were hanging it's out. Like, <laughs> uh, Dude, no, so, I was 20. That was 20. Was, I, I that was 20. 20? Yeah. I hit okay. 20 then. I remember okay. cause Raphael was saying like, you shouldn't even be bitching. You're just 20. You don't even fucking, <laughs> you don't know shit about life. And it's like, okay. I've been talking this shit and I'm 27. I don't even, <laughs> I don't know <laughs> if it gets better. So 20. how long? <laughs> I don't know if uh, so how long? So before, so Hotline Miami, you were like you know eighteen ish when when you were on that soundtrack. So you'd been making music for a while already, hadn't you? Dude, like how long had you long. been making music? I've been making music since I was fourteen. Okay, all right, that is still so goddamn fast, you fucking prodigy. <laughs> um, prodigy, prodigy, I love that little. Uh, what is that called? Uh, is it an idiom? What is it? Is that a? Because I always hear it. Prodigy or prodigy, like I, because I was the kid who used to say psychic, like Pisic, because I thought PH was always a p. Uh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, I just uh -huh. geeked out, but you know, all those things. It's like, oh man, like that's that's my thing. Like, I just like how things sound, I like how people communicate and shit, and I, I mm. geek out about all sorts of ways that you can just get across to somebody that. You're real or something. I don't know. How did you first kind of get into making music and what sort of like inspired you to to start in the first place? Mm. Do you remember that game Cat Mario with the and it's like the hardest thing ever. It was like before I want to be the guy or you know have you ever played that? It's like a web game you play. As like It's like a Japanese oh. ripoff of Mario that's super, super hard that right. sucks. And it's like I've that. Just, and I've just Googled it. <laughs> it's got I the Cheetah Men music. I did not know about it. 
Oh, you're going to love it. It's classic. I feel like it's classic internet. This game's so hard, right, it'll right. make you crush your nuts. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> this game's so tough, it'll freaking, you know, you pluck out all your eyelashes. I don't know. What's tough? You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> But that game inspired me to, uh, I was like, how do they make that music that sounds like MIDI shit that's just so easy to mm. do? You know what I mean? Like that MIDI music, you, web TV, that kind of shit. Mm-hmm. And like then I I started my first like my first music program thing. It was called Tuna Fish, and <laughs> all I did stack all the presets and remake that song from Cat Mario. Da, da, da. But I made a techno remix with the <laughs> kick drum like house, and I, I was finally making quote unquote techno. And that's how it started. Comes alive. So, were you? I mean, were you doing this on keyboard, or were you just like clicking and like placing notes on? Because like, like I all remember clicks. like those MIDI programs. <laughs> all clicks, like just all manually inserted. Yeah. Let me tell you something, tuna fish. I didn't know shit about audio, so like, keep keep that in mind as I tell you about this journey. Because I mean, <laughs> freaking tuna fish itself was a VST. I thought it was the whole damn program. <laughs> okay, and so I would. You know, I have to buy this bullshit, you know, Fruity Loops or whatever that has this meaty thing that lets me play with VSTs just to get into Tuna Fish so I could use all the presets and make something basic, which was, I found out later, only to just be one element in a song. (laughs) Wow. So that's why all my songs are like 20 seconds. (laughs) (laughs) Did you, so did you play any instruments or anything before you kind of got into the uh the midi stuff yeah it's just like totally fresh for you um no i never went into electronic stuff totally fresh my brother jared who played the guitar on all the uh like the stuff i did for meat boy and stuff he um he later on gave me that guitar so that's why that guitar is in all the new stuff too but um He's the one who told me, hey, man, I'm playing all these ACDC riffs. It'd be cool if you could, you know, play on bass or something and do the one note. Dun, 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 dun. So so then I, I got bass just because my brother was playing electron, uh, electronic, electric, electric guitar. <laughs> and uh, it just started from there. Um, as far as like, this is the instrument I want to play. This is a decision I made. But. As far as instruments, as for, like as long as I've been living, uh, I started with the piano, and the first song I learned was freaking Phantom of the Opera. Ding, 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 ding. <laughs> you want to know why? It's so easy. It's like parentheses. You put your two fingers on the on like the sides of the three white keys, and you just kind of close it in, and close, bring it back out, and then you got the riff that. <laughs> so wait, it's just it's just chopsticks. Andrew Lloyd Webber just made the theme of Phantom of the <laughs> Opera out of Chopsticks. It's basically. kind of like Chopsticks, dog, in the same little place, like the same five notes, and you're moving your fingers in closer to where they touch. Like, take Again. your two fingers and then just boop, boop, boop. Andrew Lloyd Webber. That's the real. So a... you knew how to read music. You no, knew hell no. Music notate. No. To no. this day, no. no. I, I listen to that shit till it hurts, and I know everything. Like, I know it like a person, and then I can freaking do the song. Or I can, you know, play the thing. But it takes a long time. And I have to repeat that shit till it's dumb. Yeah. That's that's <laughs> how I, I uh, well, I kind of play guitar. I can play guitar. But that's, I, I never, <laughs> yeah, I never ever uh, learned how to 
read music or anything like that. I've never even had guitar lessons. I just kind of used to Ooh. pick things up. That's that's legit. My brother had guitar lessons, and I can tell immediately because it's yeah. just like he busts out the solos. He knows yeah, about his scales, I his can't placement do any of that stuff. <laughs> you know, like with me, it's just like it's always. You know, it's pretty much as far as if I could describe my guitar technique. It's kind of like just bar chord, bar chord, bar chord, sex yeah, pistols, yeah. strum it, and if I get the cool little trick tricks when I strum it. Then I'm actually punk, you know what I mean? Like, or, <laughs> yeah. or I get those little distorted. <laughs> it's enough, you know. So, did you do you find that um, when you started messing around with the uh, kind of like programming music or yeah, whatever? Did you find that that was kind of a not a good place to kind of just experiment and throw ideas around without really knowing what you were doing yeah i mean because everything everything with electronic stuff is prefaced by well you know hey hold up before you add this you should know that you know yeah and it's like with with vsts back in the day that's why it was a lot it was a lot more fun back in the day because it was just like Freaking download a bunch of free VSTs. Nobody's teaching you shit. You don't know the right way or wrong way to do anything. And now you're making what you want to make. Now, bring it up to speed about now. Take everything that you know is legit that you've probably heard from some YouTube or you've probably been recommended or it's probably, you know what I'm saying? Mm. It's like it was a forest then and now there's pathways everywhere. Hmm. You know, not to say that, you know, everybody can take their own path and combine those paths. But when you really have that machete and you're finding this is what I like mm. without being recommended by being targeted, <laughs> yeah, yeah. you know, or any of that stuff, like all all the plugins in Hotline Miami, it was just Google, 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 Google. What's yeah. cool? Uh, this is Russian, but it looks cool. Click. <laughs> <laughs> what was that like then in those kind of early days being i guess like one of these kids on the internet like you know like th these days it's like soundcloud rappers right that's the right yeah that's, the, the, that's the online community for the kind of diy artists but um i guess kind of you know 10 that's <laughs> 10 years ago or whatever it was like i remember there was like a big, hobbyist yeah the more... big chip chip tune kind of see yeah you know, with all right the people using game boy kind of hardware and stuff like this oh, you get me into kind it? Of, yeah so we so were you kind of finding other people that were doing stuff similar to you or stuff that you liked? oh yeah yeah okay so this is this is the rabbit hole guys this is what i'm about to tell you some real shit about how <laughs> i really get down so my first real forays into music and like expanding my approaches to what these things are was with chiptune and without the dude soli from vvvvvv he wouldn't be talking to me you know what i mean he he told me so many principles of just making a good thing right once <laughs> that like it's just it's just crazy i know freaking all this stuff started from the chiptune scene up in my in my memory i guess because you know from tuna fish after tuna fish i got into px tune and that's the thing that pixel made to make the music for cave story mm. and then i uh you know 
after that, it was crazy because then I could start sampling. I could bring in any sort of wave sound I wanted and I could sample it like a super NES kind of like uh, Donkey Kong Country kind of feel, you know, where it's like the the banjos are really banjo-y. The bass is really plucky because, you know, it's just the one sample. Mm-hmm. Um, and I just build songs up like that. But I didn't know until way, way, way later. Oh, I could just take a square wave and loop that like everything else I looped. And now I can make complete songs that don't even have to have anybody else's shit. It's just melody and the element of uh, messing with air, I guess. You know what I mean? Noise, squares, yeah. triangle, you know. And that's when the shit broke because it was, it was just kind of like, that's all I need? Like, <laughs> it's the, the drums in Mario aren't even drums. They're just... T- <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like if you were to told me uh, t- when somebody says, "Hey, psst, you can literally make an entire song around that by also <laughs> filtering <laughs> that noise to find a resonant peak and use that note." You know, it's like <laughs> it's freaking wild, right? But yeah. It's early on, I just didn't know any of that shit. So like, shout out to dudes like, you know, and this dude's also on the Hotline Miami soundtrack, uh Eric Cirque or Cirque he uh, did the Spelunky soundtrack. He was one of the first people to, like, you know, really give me the game on chiptunes. Him and Rich Phelan, uh, Disaster Piece. He's freaking... These guys are the geniuses. The only reason why any of this shit seems like, you know, crazy craze is because fools like him, uh, you know, Rich, Eric, and uh, Magnus Soli, you know, put it down just crazy for chiptunes and Danny B because it's like all these people made arpeggios and that 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 thing yeah really important to me I feel you know what I mean all those guys have super sick arpeggios super sick time (laughs) signature shits right (laughs) go to Spelunky soundtrack it's got those little change-ups you go to the Fez shit it's got those little change-ups you go to freaking uh Soli, as far as his drums, I feel like he keeps it pretty straightforward, but his musical shit can go just about anywhere. <laughs> and it's, yeah, it's it's those guys that, that gave me the freaking, I guess, you know, I mean, they, they laid into me when shit wasn't right. <laughs> right, okay. Or, so you, you know, yeah, so you were, you were kind of like learning from these guys while they were making music for video games and stuff. Was yeah, that because always co- they were the guys, you know? Yeah, yeah. Was they that, were the guys, sorry. Was that <laughs> always, like, a, a goal to make music for a video game? Yeah, like, when I was a kid, when I was a kid and I was, like, seven, and I, like, I, I think I just played, like, Final Fantasy Nine or something, one of my first dreams was, like, man, I want to make a game for Game Boy Color. And like, not even just the music. I want to make a whole game for Game Boy Color that stars Vivi from Final Fantasy IX, the little black mage dude. Yep. You know, and I I thought I would have played that game. (laughs) (laughs) You know, like some sort of. Remember when Conquer was nice before Bad Fur Day, and he had a game like just stick him in with Vivi, make a mod or something. (laughs) But uh, (laughs) that's that's what I thought. Like I thought. In the future, I'd be like a cool Shinguro Miyamoto dude. Like, oh, I know him for the games. But it didn't really work out like that because I spent 10 years trying to make a game that looks kind of like Mario. <laughs> 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 or Atari or, you know what I mean? Yeah. So, 
but like games have been in my life, dog. I need to tell you, like my grandma was a tester for Atari twenty six hundred, and what? I don't know <laughs> if people like, know that. That's amazing. That dude, it's it's crazy. Let me just show you the bridge right here. So my grandma freaking tested Atari twenty six hundred games, and my grandfather. Fred Katz is the dude who composed the original freaking, uh, oh gosh, why am I blanking on it? Why am I blanking on it? Uh, uh, Little Shop of Horrors, the, the first one, that black and white one. Holy, yeah, I've seen that. It's actually what? terrifying. Isn't it right? It's like, oh, the, the powers. There's just too many, there's just too many people that are involved in things that are closely related. Do you to know what's really fucked do, up? But you don't before, do them, before, but. before this call, I was uh, researching some music for a trailer, and I was listening to Little Shop of Horrors. <laughs> oh, real shit! <laughs> Dude, that's cool. Yeah, Gattle's doing all this wizard shit. <laughs> so, hey, man, I'm t- really I'm the man, right? I've just got I got the Illuminati wow. claw, and this I'm just kind of. <laughs> and I was scared of the man. <laughs> no, but uh, I mean, yeah, it's it's just. It's really crazy. Like, all these things I really never looked at until I had a chance to freaking post up and just be like, what is this? You know? And freaking look into stuff like that because it's, it's just wild. And, like, shit with my grand. I should – I don't know. I don't know if I wanted to get all crazy. Fuck, I'm going to get all crazy. Do you, do you think Roger Corman's a super cool person? Roger Corman. Who? <laughs> the dude who did Little Shop Before Us, I think. I think he directed it. Oh, right. That yeah, dude kind of screwed my grandpa, the dude oh, who wow. did the music. And, you know, I just figured I'd let that known that he signed a contract once. And for every movie after, he'd keep reusing my grandpa's tunes and stuff. Oh. Uh, nowadays, we get ASCAP. But we don't get those shits, like, as far as, you know, my mom's concerned or whatever. You know what I mean? Like, Wow. It's it's just the sink. It's not, oh, he did this, so this is, here you go. Hmm. So. Well, and, Roger Corman can eat a dick. <laughs> hey, hey, yeah. yeah. He's I just figured alive. I'd let he's, you know as a descendant. He's, he's 95, and he's in Detroit, Michigan. Let's go again. My, my gramps, shit hey, my <laughs> gramps passed at 95. I think we got to return the flavor. This is, <laughs> yeah, this is it. <laughs> Just, just a little violence, you know, regular shit. Just a little violence. We all like hurting other people. That's been established. Yeah, we've seen uh-huh. the cops push that one guy over like it wasn't oh. nothing. Oh, like it wasn't fucking. nothing. I've, uh, and he didn't uh, get punished. Mm. No, they didn't. Mm-hmm. No. no. <laughs> yeah. That's why I make music. Yeah. That feeling right there. <laughs> that little burn. with the despair of. Living in a, an encroaching authoritarian dictatorship. Yeah, exactly. exactly. See, that's how it started. Now I that's have to my do favorite all this commercial shit to fit it. Uh, <laughs> JM alluded to it there, but speaking of hurting other people, um, oh. let's talk about Hotline Miami. So how did uh, how did you come to be in contact with um, Denaton and Devolver and and becoming part of this kind of iconic soundtrack? It's a it's a crazy thing, but I gotta go back to the guys. 
from uh, the chiptune guys because those chiptune yeah. guys were a part of a forum called well i mean at least eric was is is in the poppin cast and like i you know i was doing all this shit at one time video game development music stuff trying to be some sort of something <laughs> yeah. and freaking and uh, I, I met all these guys at the Poppin' Cast at the very same time I was developing games. And this uh, cactus, frickin' Deniton, Dennis, Jonathan, mm-hmm. those dudes, frickin', I, I found cactus through Yo-Yo Games when I was making, I was making games as Toby five 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 six. Then it's weird, I know. You're and, Toby uh, five 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 six. Yeah, the one and only. That's on the famous. Toby I was five, playing five, Toby. Six, six. <laughs> I was I was going through my old Toby five 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 six catalog <laughs> yesterday. Uh, the Rolodex, <laughs> the fucking archive. <laughs> so you found Cactus uh, on there? Yeah, because basically, bro. Okay, Cactus was running shit on Yo-Yo Games. He was running shit on Yo-Yo Games. You know how when you play Hotline Miami and you feel like, oh, well, there's just these extra little specialty bits that I just don't see in a lot of games that one dude made by himself. Mm-hmm. Every one of his games has that. All 50 of them. Or 60. Yeah. <laughs> or 80. I don't know. 100? He made a lot. 130? I remember it was something like 130, dog. He, he made packs of games. He made games that contained other games in them. <laughs> Shit's wild. That's incredible. You know yeah. what I mean? Cactus He's Arcade. Prolific, tricking. prolific guy. So it's very that's a very important word you said, Ravi, because you know, that that's an a very a very important thing. Like just putting shit out all the time, all the time, all the time. That's a principle that I picked up from watching the homie cactus just freaking get down with his work and just like every other week you'd see something that was different and crazy and you know, I got to also give a lot of credit to some of these, like, indie forum communities. It was, like, it was Poppin' Gas. It was Tig Source. It was freaking to an extent, Newgrounds, too, you know. And Newgrounds, yeah. Armor Newgrounds. Games and yeah. freaking Congregate. Yeah. <laughs> All that stuff. And uh, it, was just, it was just a crazy time because everybody was sharing. Everybody was learning. Everybody was doing stuff. And, you know. Freaking shout out to Matt Thorson too. He was a dude learning PX Tone, PX Tune, at the same kind of time he was making a, I think it was Run Man. He was working on Run Man, or Money Seas or something. And uh, you ever played Give Up Robot? Uh-uh. It's like this crazy hard freaking adult sort of game, and and uh, he made the music for that using PX Tone and put that in, and like it did a great job. So I was just thinking like. You know, I send up all those guys for pointers. So yeah. the reason why, if if there's anything sort of amazing, magical, whatever, it's just because for so long I've just peeped game and, you know, with with an equal amount of respect to freaking all these people doing great things. Even, you know, even Edmund. You know what I mean? Like, just early on, I just knew all these guys and I just, in that environment, you can't not want to be something dog you know yeah because because this is the time Derek like spelunky one just came out isaac one just came out <laughs> meat boy one just came out you know what i mean world of goo eh, it looks cool i don't know what's gonna happen with it 
So if you think about that in hindsight, just the amount of pressure, right? And uh, that's that's kind of why I hounded Jonathan with my music because during that time I was hounding both Jonathan and Edmund with my music and they weren't feeling it. It took like three or four years <laughs> to get really? my to get my shit right. And it was because of Magnus that told me, hey, you should get Renoise because it's a tracker, like you can make chiptunes, but you could also use VSTs like you can use in Fruity Loops or anything else that uses, you know, Ableton, all that stuff. So it's a combination, really. It's a combination of everybody that I know from the indie scene, from freaking music, DIY, whatever, that makes me, plus being an outsider person that people don't really fuck with like that. <laughs> you know what I mean? And that's not the pity thing. That's just kind of like that's, that's where it stands right now. And all those things I feel like make what I'm about and why my music sounds how it sounds and how I've. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. I've been able to collaborate with a lot of people that I feel like, man, I didn't think this person fucked with me. You know what I mean? I, you know, I, I, I didn't think Ridiculon fucked with me. I didn't think, you know what I mean? In fact, when I was making the Super Meat Boy shit, when me and Jerry were making the Super Meat Boy shit, we were like, oh, there's these Ridiculon guys and they got guitars. We got to do guitars. And, you know, like, <laughs> this it's always been just a slight a slight invisible wall of some sort of competitive something. But I know that there's love still there. That's that's kind of how it is with me and, and Pert, <laughs> Pert Schrader. It's a, well, that's... I feel like, well, from my side, he doesn't I mean, say there's beef. <laughs> but for me, I had to figure out, you know what I mean? Like, I had to go through so much shit to get on the level. You know what I'm saying? So... <laughs> yeah. I mean, that's... that's uh, first of all fucking amazing mm. i mean you know you you know, being in this crowd of you know of all these really excellent artists and you assimilating and learning from and working with you know like you know getting pointers from sharing you know with um i mean that's that's just so many really so many artistic movements in history really are that way it's these people you know these writers these painters yeah these these people working together you know yeah it's a culmination of just all of their talents and abilities and interacting with each other they inspire each other they challenge each other they you know they secretly compete with each other and the other person's like oh i didn't know we were competing in the cool Uh, way in the cool way yeah i mean you know human beings sometimes somebody goes and you know Somebody's got to be the jerk, sure. and that's the guy who does the thing first. But I yeah, mean... and luckily Hemingway blew his brains out. So fuck <laughs> hey, um, hey, but, I didn't know uh, nothing about Hemingway. Now I got to do some shit. <laughs> Don't. He's a he's a misogynistic piece of shit. Oh, okay. Uh, well, fuck him. Fuck him. Like he Corn. was really good at writing without <laughs> adjectives, though. Mm. Oh. Um, that was his claim. Uh, very minimalistic writing. Uh, but yeah, he was a misogynistic piece. Not of a shit. lot, right? <laughs> yeah. Uh, but he, but he, but even he, you know, like the the writers of the time, like he was in, you know, kind of this collective of people that were all, uh, you know, writing. I can't remember what they called themselves, but uh, there was a name for all those people. But um, impressionist. I'm just kidding. <laughs> you know what I'm talking about? Yeah. yeah, yeah. I mean, exactly though. These movements, you know. So I mean, you're talking about the chiptune movement, and you know, it becoming popular and it becoming, you know. I'm kind of an idiot about music, so I might be about to embarrass myself, but it seems like chip tune has like kind of like has led to the the synth wave thing that I think is 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 doing well these days. Mm-hmm. Have I said something mm-hmm. stupid? Nope. You're you're on the bridge 
and yeah. the other side is is already burned, but it's still like it's still intact as a solid structure. It hasn't <laughs> fizzled down like coyote, like Wiley Coyote. Okay, great. So um, some but, people, I'm sorry, I, I didn't know if you wanted no, to be no. corrected on the chip tune synth ratio or difference or. But I mean, well, I guess I, I mean you know, you, you feel free to go into it in a second. But I, oh, I guess sorry, I just want to say that no. But I mean, you were part of like this collective that I think changed. I mean, all of these you know uh, influential video game soundtracks, all of these artists. Like I mean, you part of like one of these kinds of movements that did change. Uh, you know, the kind of music that we as a culture listen to. I mean, we all, you know, have lots of different types of music that we listen That's to. We're, you know, we're massive though. cultures. Yeah. But I mean, like one of those, you know, one of those, you know, pillars of, of music is, is, I mean, you're, it's, I mean, you're part of that. And that's pretty fucking incredible. Dude. Hey man, that, that's just a cool thing to know that like, for once the synth thing isn't just the background guy anymore. Yeah. You know what I mean? He can be the whole damn show. And that's the fucking whole thing. Like, that's how we got so damn far into ego land. <laughs> Honestly, I feel like it kind of catered to some of this shit where it's like, oh, well, you know, all I need is me. But I really honestly feel like these days, you know, after after all the great things and all the great people I've known, we've something's happened. The brotherhood has been broken. You know what I mean? I, I, I want I want times like where creative people that are fucking stupid, mega geniuses, megalomaniac, whatever's can collaborate and make mad villains all the time. You know what I mean? Or Yeah. You're mad villain. I mean, you know what I mean? Yeah, but I mean those things are by their nature, like they come together and then they come apart, right? Like, yeah, they they're natural. You can't the, make the growth, it happen. So, yeah, of all the parts. But speaking of what's going on now. What's going on with you now? What are you working on? Who are you working with? What What are you into these days? What's Check going it, man. On? There's a lot of stuff going on, but I want to mention first, my boys from Ridiculon and I, we got a freaking solid-ass band together, and it's called Ritlin. Two Ooh. T's, Rit, and a Lindrum. I'm just kidding. R-I-T-T-L-I-N? <laughs> yeah, R-I-T-T-L-I-N. Ritlin. Yeah, What's just that? like that. Boom, boom. Um, it's a, it's, it's so crazy because it's like half my brain goes into PR mode. Half my brain wants to tell you the truth. And I think the truth is this fucking album is just going to fucking be a good album to live with. Like this album is just a dope ass album to chill and live your life with and not feel like shitty about it with. And that's why I honestly really like this album. Like it's one of the not only one of the easiest albums I've made, it's one of the best albums I've made because it's an actual studio record. Mm. It was mixed at a, it was mixed by John Evans, the dude who plays guitar um, mm. and bass on Isaac. And he mixed, mastered all the songs, Matthias going crazy on the drums. And with, with me coming up with, all sorts of dumb ideas i freaking uh well with everybody coming up with cooler ideas than what i'd throw down because like the process is i'll just tell you the process i'll come up with like a cool sketch or something and like you know sometimes if if you make beats or whatever you have a you have a sketch it's like a minute or 45 seconds you don't really know if it's gonna be anything mm -hmm. um i take those 45 second sketches that i felt really really good demo itis you know about and I just freaking send them over to them and like they'd come back with a full three minute 
you know, they figured out where the song was going to go. And then I go back in over the whole song and I start, you know, doing what I would do with the perspective of a full song. So like, it was just a really cool experience, man. Like working, working, uh, what's that word remotely? Mm -hmm. Because, uh, it's, uh, we, it's just very weird dog. Like you were saying the thing about the coincidence thing about how two days ago you were just checking some shit. Like you just saw the ring video. (laughs) creeping out your screen with my old dreads back (laughs) no No, but uh, like that thing about coincidences is so fucking crazy because let me tell you this when i when i finished the thing for super meat boy which is like the sec for the second one all i did was chiptune stuff and i just did like you know like a little little mini game thing for the little mac you know the little punch out reference Mm -hmm. and uh, after i finished that and i i saw that ridiculon did all their songs and they put it on Bandcamp, and it was like six bucks. I was like, ah, fuck it. I'll throw seven bucks. <laughs> you know what I mean? I threw seven bucks down. And then like three minutes later, I get an email. And like Matthias is like, dude, you know, the title, the subject title was like, we love the shit out of you, man. Oh, now what the hell are you going to do? What the hell are you going to do? You're going to be like, you know what? Uh, well, they only Contact got my agent. So yeah, yeah, they only got these many followers, and I'm super, super cool, and I can't look. It's like fuck that. Immediately, I hit him up, and I was just like, "Yeah, dude, fucking, what are you up to?" You know, they asked me shooting the shit, and like, you know, it took a couple asks for, you know, it wasn't like they. He, uh, Matthias was like, "Dude, we got to make a record," and I thought, you know, I just finished some shit, so I just thought, you know, you're bullshitting in the middle of momentum. You know what I mean? Sometimes it's like that where it's like. You know, you get things done. I get things done. Yeah, we should do something. Nothing happens. Fucking right, right after the day after we're getting shit done on this album. It was basically like week after week after week putting shit down on a regular basis. And very little did we actually like talk about what was going to happen. It was just the whole time. What did what did they get from the sketch? Okay, I'll trust them, you know. Then I put yeah. my shit down. Then they take three things out. <laughs> <laughs> and then we have a really, really cool song that's super special and not at all fucking like extra or like, you know, that was the thing yeah. that I didn't like about my music. Kind of, if I could be honest, like there was an aspect to it that seemed like some sort of caricature that was fighting against me because everything that I'm trying to do is, you know, you could be a genuine ass dude, not have to do all this Hollywood ass shit make something that's magical and amazing. So like I, uh, I just feel like it's really cool to be working on this album because when I was making music, I didn't think I would end with a real rock record that's Mm. made the way rock records, you know what I mean? Like in all senses, you know, with, with John Evan, with John and Evan, John Evans and, uh, Matthias Bossy being the bosses that they are for so many other, different musical people before even before even doing Isaac, you know what I mean? Like it's just it's just wild that like just bust out an album. It wasn't it wasn't like it wasn't hard work in that the work was hard to get out. It was it was hard work because it was a consistent effort that never had any sort of like, oh, well it's been 3 weeks since I've heard from, you know what I mean? Right. It was a consistent, hey, we want to do this. And I, 
uh, the dude, I should also give a shout out to, by the way, um, if you do check out Ritlin on Spotify or whatever the hell, um, <laughs> the, the artwork is by the dude who made my logo, that artwork that looks all painterly and like crazy and like way detailed mm-hmm. that that art's made by the dude who made my logo. And like that logo looks all sorts of like businessy and professional and you know, <laughs> so I've. I've always really, really prided myself, guys, on, like, put the art into places where you don't think it's going to hit and just hope that they know the history. You know, like, hope that they know that I'm fucking, I'm gunning for the Renaissance thing. You know? That's what, what do you I'm, mean. I'm gunning for the for the moment when all these things line up in arts where we actually elevate instead of just keeping on selling the same things we know that'll sell. Does that make sense? A little more challenging art? Yeah. Like maybe not even challenging. Yeah. Okay. Well maybe for the listener, like more patience, maybe, you know, more patience, more attention to, to subtlety. Everybody, everybody pays attention to subtleties that they want to make known, I guess. Mm -hmm. That's what I hear from from music production. It seems like I have to make you listen to it by mixing it in this certain way rather than making it how I felt and you listening to it a little bit closer. Hmm. Sometimes it sounds like that. I know music fans listen to shit till it's dead. You know what I mean? But I'm just saying on a, on a mass scale, I feel like we could, you know, we could use turning our songs down. We could use freaking... <laughs> Using smaller instruments or freaking yeah. things that aren't the immediate anthem. Follow us on Twitter. Add the Poker Digital. Follow us on Instagram. Add the Poker Digital. Come and join our Discord. Add the Poker Digital. Come onto our website. Can I, can I music history nerd a little bit? Yeah, go for it. <clears throat> well, just you're talking about your old work being extra. Yeah, a little extra, you know, or, or from your perspective, feeling a little extra to you. Um, and then you know, more you know, looking for kind of uh, a lot of simplicity, maturity, but also, but like, but without without uh, without being uh, overly familiar. Um, mm-hmm. you know, and so it's kind of, kind of the transition from the Baroque to the Romantic where in the Baroque period you had like, I mean, Baroque music is truly, is there like, just, it's like, like there's all kinds <laughs> yeah. of, like, they're just showing off. They're just like, they're like, we're going to have all these little, like little, little accoutrement notes, like these little things everywhere, oh, yeah, like that frills all over the music. <laughs> and then <clears throat> when the romance came in. Uh, when the romantic period comes in, it, it, they, the music gets a lot simpler, mm-hmm. um, in a lot of ways, but it also became, uh, in, in the Baroque period, there was this, this idea that you had, there were the humors and you had to appeal to one humor at a time. So you could appeal to like joy or you could appeal to sorrow. Uh, and, and it had to oh. be very clear and clean in that way. 
And when the Romantic period came out, music came out that really people didn't know how to feel. Or there was a transition of, you know, they're like, oh, okay, this is this song. And then it suddenly changed on them. And they're like, wait, why am I feeling this way? Mm, and true. I guess that just... I, That's a culture shift, right? Yeah. And, and so when you're talking about these things where you're talking about the music becoming you know, less, you know, less extra and, and kind of, you know, it, it, inviting people to listen in a more complicated way. Uh, I just, it reminded me of that. And I just wanted to say it. Dude. Hey man, I, I feel like that's brilliant. And I feel like you're spot on because I can draw parallels to freaking like punk and like even post-punk. It's like, you just take those two. And you can you can find all sorts of like, okay, well, I'm not the guy that's going to rebel against shit. I'm the guy that's somber and I'm talking about my very, very personal experience behind the same shit that was the, <laughs> that was telling you that because I still need that use. I honestly feel like music, sometimes it goes through these waves of being more sentimental and then practical. And then, uh, you know what I mean? Like stuff you're trying to take the quotes from and using your Instagram captions and stuff like that or like <laughs> TikToks and all this shit. It goes in through these waves of like it serves a certain purpose and then no, nah, but this one it's just not about anything, man. <laughs> so what like, for 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 this for this Ritlin album, what for you personally makes it would make it makes it feel would make it feel successful? Like maybe it already feels that way because of the work that you guys have put into it and like you are so happy with it. But I'm, I'm curious, like, you know, you know, cause you're talking about these things, you're, you know, I, it sounds like you're dismissive of, you know, people being like, oh, the sentimental, oh, you know, Instagram posts and stuff like that. So what, true, what true. about this album, what, yeah, what, but I mean, what about this album would feel successful for you? Like, you know, I imagine hmm. it's not just like a million dollars. Yeah, no, I mean, see the thing that, that would be successful for me, really, really is if people give Ridiculon the time and respect that they've deserved for a very long time, and they give me the time and respect that I deserve for a very long time, because we've put everything into this album. I don't think they might say that, but I feel like in my heart of hearts, in my guts, in my balls, that this is, this is something that people should behold on some, on some real shit, because... People talk a lot of shit about digital and analog too. And I should mention that I made this shit from my side on the laptop and it was still mixed on an analog console and it still came out to be some shit that I feel like gives rock a run for its money. Just because of, sorry. No, no. I mean, you can, I was just going to ask, what does that respect look like? You know, when you, when you say, you know, give, give the time and respect to, to them and to you, like, what is, what does that look like to you? Um, you know, over the years, I've just seen a lot of stupid shit on Reddit and I just, I, I feel like, you know, it's like just cause they think they're getting away with saying it doesn't mean it should be said. But I remember the days when the super meat boy shit came out and I remember the days when Isaac first came out and freaking the, the musicians changed and everything. And all I'm saying is that these guys know their shit in a real life way and in a video game way and in a professional way. And so do I. So, like, I just hope that uh, 
whenever they get a gig or whatever, they're treated with respect. They're not treated like the Isaac guys. Whenever I get a gig, I'm respected. I'm not just treated like the Hotline Miami guy forever. Yeah. All these people that were a part of Hotline Miami, they love that game. They love the people who made it. They love you guys at Devolver, like especially. <laughs> we're pretty great. And like, you know what I mean? And uh, I... I don't fucking want there to be any sort of stigma that, like, oh, just because it's my biggest song, I have to hate on it all the time because I'm the dude, you know, doing the crazy craze. But these artists deserve their respect. They're going for the real Hail Mary. Yeah. I think Ridiculon's going for the real Hail Mary the same way Perturbator is, the same way I am, the same way, uh, you know, I mean, maybe it's not fair to say, you know, Oh, it's just us and everybody else is shitting. But I mean, these are the artists, artists, guys. And I'm trying to, everybody that I've worked with, I feel like has that kind of feeling. That kind of feeling that's in me about we got to do the real shit before it's gone. These guys have it. And Ridiculon especially, they don't even fuck with VSTs. <laughs> they have all the real instruments. And they record it, you know what I mean? Like... That that's what was so crazy to me. It's the guy who does all the digital fake shit to make shit cool magical and the guys who only do real shit making music. <laughs> <laughs> that's why I'm so stoked. The fact that they hit me up like they knew and cared and really liked my shit meant a lot to me because uh I've checked their discography. I've checked what they done and uh it's actually what I've done isn't actually shit, you know, with, with all respect, with all culture shifts and everything. It's like people talk about big time shit. It's like, I don't know, man, Ridiculon are two fucking really cool guys that I wish the world knew were a lot fucking cooler because there's a lot of artists out there doing all this snaky shit. And those two guys are just fucking working. That's all I ever know about them. They're working, they're getting it done, and they're taking care of their fucking family. I never, you know what I mean? I have a problem being negative and shit on Twitter and getting all emo and shit. They never do that. They're always fucking, you know, like super chipper. I haven't had any issue about like, you know, whenever I'd have like a mix issue, like, hey man, this sense a little bit quiet. Can you bump it up and not pan it to the right? Da, da, da. It's getting all crazy. It's never an issue. And the next day... I get the email, you know what I mean? Like, so, you know, I just want to give a big shout out to really all you guys. I love you guys. I wouldn't be doing this shit if I didn't freaking like, you know, remember all the shit like the eggs and the fucking, the black mirror, <laughs> you know? <laughs> and, and, you know, I was just about to ask you, I was like, I hope Kate's cool. I hope, you know what I mean? I hope uh, oh, no, Mike's she's cool. Still a piece of shit. <laughs> <laughs> Dude, remember yeah, when Kate's I won on that scratcher? You saw that. You were there when I got that lotto scratcher. <laughs> You're like, that nigga won like 25 bucks? I, I mean, you didn't say that. Didn't say you, that. Did, you didn't say that. <laughs> definitely didn't say that. <laughs> you just got your first pass. I'm just <laughs> no, but <laughs> <laughs> You're lucky I just won this lottery ticket, JM. Otherwise, yeah, you'd right. be in trouble. Hey, guys. Yeah. <laughs> Jesus. <laughs>
this wouldn't be the uh, shamelessly self-promotional podcast appearance that we all longed and hoped for. <laughs> we don't ask you, Scattle, where can people find you on the internet? Where can they find your music? You can find me at scattle.com. That's S-C-A-T-T-L-E dot C-O-M. You can find me on Instagram at scattle music. That's all one word. Uh, you could also find me on you can find me on Twitter, but like unless you're like in an emo mood or like you're you're kind of down to like bitch about stuff or, or like you know what I mean like it's it's kind of like a what's going on kind of Twitter. Then you could a little more human. Yeah, it's more human and like you know like I just kind of I I I put my shit out. You know what I mean? I don't. Yeah, like you said, it's just more human. I don't fucking. I don't give it the Ritz with everything. So, uh, is that Scattle or Scattle Music on Twitter? Oh, that's Scattle Music on Twitter. My bad. Thanks. Oh, it's all good. Just making sure folks can find it. Thank, thank you, guys. You guys, you guys too kind. Hey, by the way, have you guys played my super cool mobile game yet? I made a game that's with the bike. There's a bike game. Haven't heard about it until this very second. It's called Zycle, bro. It's free. There's freaking 40 levels, and it's hard as tits. It's freaking... <laughs> cool. <laughs> All right. Dude, Everybody go play Zycle. There's go four bosses Zycle. in it. Okay, see, now I'm on my press run. See, so I was going to... You can snip this shit out. If it sucks, man. So check it. <laughs> if freaking... There's four bosses in it. And they're all based on synthwave dudes that I know. So like, oh wow! The first guy, <laughs> guess who? Guess who the first guy is? The boss? I don't know. He's the mobster, and he's Carpenter Brute, kind of, but he's not because it's not licensed. But I emailed him, and he said it's okay. So it's eh. <laughs> <laughs> so Roller Mobster is the first boss. You take him out. Aim for the heart. The second one. <laughs> the second one's Illuminati Dan, and that's based on a uh, Dan Terminus. And it's a big triangle with a big eye for for walls and punishment. And uh, the third boss, the third boss is me, the S tank, aka Stank. (laughs) And it's a boss rush kind of boss where it's like you just rush through the whole level and you just don't die and you scream the whole time. (laughs) Oh, what I can die! That's that one, and the fourth one is. Wait, uh, wait, wait. What's up? Do you want to do you want to do you want to spoil the fourth boss, the final boss? The fourth. I'll tell them because people need to know about this artist too. All right. Freaking uh, the fourth boss is Mister Surgery Head, and he's the monger, the murderous monger with the evil minions. Ooh. And he's got crazy powers. He can track your your position. And turbocharge you and shake the screen and make you go all like, what? <laughs> wow. And he's wow. honestly kind of easy. It's just kind of like janky, tricky. Yeah. They're all kind of janky, tricky in their own ways. They're not necessarily like, this one's so much harder than the other one. They're just maximal <laughs> hard in every way that they're presented. Like, <laughs> like Roller Mobster, there's like five different type of shoot patterns and a big laser. <laughs> We and then, and then the second one, it's like freaking, just a bunch of movement patterns, like jump, 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 shoot that shit, shoot that shit. Oh, now you have to shoot the eye, 
dodge the eye because it's also a projectile. <laughs> so, anyway. Zycle. Zycle, man. X- Z-Y-C-L-E. Where is that? There's no Z. It's, it's X-Y-C-L-E. Oh, Lord. All right. X-Y-C-L-E. We got to go. X-Y-C-L-E. This is enough. Uh, we're, not, <laughs> we're not in Gen X-Y-Z. Z. X-Y-Z-L-E. It's X Wait, for Zen. C-L-E. XYCLE. Okay. These fucking Zillennials. Yeah, Zillennials. (laughs) I put both in. You put XY together, you get the Z. So there you go. You got XYZ. (laughs) Nice. Beautiful. And much like the end of the alphabet, this is the end of the forecast. (laughs) Is it? I could talk about more bullshit. (laughs) I gotta eat breakfast. Okay. Uh, Scattle, uh, it's a genuine pleasure. Uh, thank you so much. Oh, yeah, likewise, guys. Today. It was really fun. Yeah. Um, I hope everyone that is listening to this episode has enjoyed it, and uh, you can go and find more of Scattle's music and his games, uh, however they're spelt, um, <laughs> in all the different places that uh, he just said. And... Which track should we? Which track? Uh, oh, yeah. Which which Ritlin track should we should we play out on Scattle? Oh man, dude! You know it's like the one that I like that's personal to me is Remedy. The one that's cool with the band I feel like is Muffin Top, but the one that I feel like's the banger banger, Placebo. Well, that is all three tracks you gave us, so that is one hundred percent not fucking helpful. Uh, <laughs> oh yeah, yeah. You still have choose. <laughs> no, no. But placebo, play placebo. That shit's okay. a banger. All right, and it's like rock, okay. but there's you know there's some hip hop shit in there. You're gonna like. Thanks for coming on, everybody. This is Ritland's placebo. Oh.